I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be at a certain place at 30 and I certainly wasn't there but if if I could have a do-over I wouldn't be so upset with myself today because I did do a lot of great work in those years. Hello, my name's Riley Rose Harper and this is How to Turn 30, the podcast all about tackling the transition from your 20s to your 30s. This is episode five. Order me a serve of smashed avocado because I'm not ready to buy a house. Featuring Nicole Haddo. Have you ever thought about buying a house? I've had some very fleeting thoughts pop into my head very occasionally and mostly just after my mum has lovingly hinted at me to consider paying a mortgage rather than paying someone else's mortgage. I did flirt with the idea once when I ran into an ex-boyfriend and I lied that I owned the unit that I was living in and I walked away and I thought, maybe I should consider saving to buy something of my own. But then it gets too hard, right? What's a mortgage broker? Should I build something? Am I going to be paying way too much in bank fees because I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing and they can smell that on me from a mile away? And then I ditch the idea and go back to paying weekly rent and I forget about it for a few months, sometimes even years. That is until I read Smashed Avocado by Nicole Haddo. Yes, it's a book about how Nicole cracked the property market and yes, there are definitely tips and lessons and case studies that we can learn from it and crack the property market too. But it's also written so candidly by Nicole about how it feels feels to get to 30 and realize that you don't really have much to show financially for the work that you've done in your 20s and if anything you've got debt to show for it and that's somewhat to do with the way that we live our lives these days the instant gratification of online shopping the champagne lifestyle that looks so good on an instagram grid nicole hatter essentially started from scratch and saved everything that she earned, changed her lifestyle, going out, going for drinks, going for dinners, and she did have to move back in with her parents. It's an awesome story. And if buying a house or buying property or buying a unit feels like such a huge endeavor, but it's something that you do have as a goal, you should listen to this. You should read her book, Smashed Avocado, because maybe it is doable after all. Here's Nicole Haddo. Hello, Nicole, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Riley Rose. Very happy to be here. Okay, so firstly, I'd love to hear about your life in your 20s and in the lead up to turning 30 and how you actually felt about it. Well, life in my 20s was really, really fun, if I'm totally honest with yeah. you. Um, I had some amazing international holidays. I worked as an au pair in France. I lived in Sydney for a while working for fashion magazines. I was really living my dream and I, um, in many respects I don't regret it because it got me to where I am today but I was spending a lot of money and being really reckless and not putting anything away living paycheck to paycheck racking up credit card debt and when I got to 30 I uh, had a bit of an emotional breakdown um, because I was not where I wanted to be you know emotionally physically I was living with my parents I moved in about a week before I turned 30 and financially I had a lot of debt. It's funny though this milestone birthday of turning 30 because I think when we think about our lives when we're like 17 30 does seem a long time away and we envision it this certain way and when it doesn't look exactly and it it might not look like that at all it's kind of disappointing and and that's where the realization comes in right it does but I also don't think it's a surprise to reach 30 you know I'm almost 38 now and in hindsight I'm not really surprised that 30 didn't look the way that I thought it was going to because I was at uni until I was 
22, I was working in hospitality and retail. Then I went and did a year abroad. And then it took me a couple of years just to get my career started. So it really wasn't a surprise that I I didn't have my my dream home and my, you know, very handsome Prince Charming. <laughs> it definitely hadn't come together, but that's, that's okay because that decade is a foundation decade and it's a living decade. And it's, it's one that is really important to enjoy but it's also really important if you can to to put some money away (laughs) yes yes that's so true I know I always say that your 20s are like a little bit of a write-off I mean they're so formative but they're almost like yeah you're just figuring things out and stumbling and making perfectly acceptable mistakes as well totally like it was my first year in a share house and sorry my first decade in a share house and you know I lived in quite a few share houses and I made some beautiful friends that I still have today. It's the the years when you're really truly becoming an adult, when you move out of your family home and, you know, you start your career and you're building your independence. And I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be at a certain place at 30. And I certainly wasn't there. But if if I could have a do-over, I wouldn't be so upset with myself today because I did do a lot of great work in those years. Oh, that's so good. That is so comforting. I love that, Nicole. (laughs) Um, Okay, well, let's talk about your 30th birthday because after you had a bit of, you know, a realisation, a little bit of a meltdown, maybe even a cry at a restaurant. (laughs) I didn't have a cry at a restaurant. It was extremely embarrassing and I haven't been back to that restaurant since. (laughs) So tell me about the next conversation with your dad. So after I had that meltdown in the restaurant on my 30th birthday, probably about a week or two later, dad and I sat at the dining room table and I laid out all of my bank statements and showed him how much money I'd been spending. And fortunately, because he's a very kind person, he didn't, you know, get too upset with me, but he said to me, you're making good money. And you were paying really high levels of rent and there's no reason why you couldn't be putting that money into a mortgage. Mm. So we sat down and, and worked out what I needed to do to save a deposit and also what I could manage in terms of the mortgage repayments each month. And I started to work towards uh, my savings goal for for an apartment. So did you have any real knowledge of money or even numbers at that point? Because I hear that and I just almost feel uncomfortable to even look at my what I'm spending my money on or what I could possibly afford in the next few years. Was it sort of just, you know, you were t- just turning a blind eye to it and then that conversation was the moment where you got disturbed and you were like, this is where I need to go? I think I was turning a blind eye to it. I think it's very easy to just say, you know, I'm living paycheck to paycheck and I'm fine. Yeah. Um, it was a very confronting conversation and, you know, I was I didn't handle it very well because I was angry at myself uh, and also scared of what it meant in terms of my lifestyle. I was going to have to stop living the way that I'd been living. And, you know, I sort of identified as someone who, you know, went to the pub every Friday night and, you know, was that really gregarious girl who, you know, was buying rounds of drinks for people. And I knew that I was going to have to stop being that person if I wanted to reach my goals. So it was was emotionally something that was quite difficult 
Because mm, the next couple of years of your life did look quite different. And, you know, even in the book, it's actually quite an emotional journey, even though it's peppered with facts and, and information and, and case studies as well. It's all very entwined with emotion. It is. And I think I think that's that was really important because when we talk about buying a house, often we sort of think about this, you know, bricks and mortar property that is going to be our home. We can't separate what happens in our lives from from that journey. And I I felt that it was really important to tell people that it wasn't like I bought a house and then everything was sweet. You know, I mm-hmm. I uh, I had more problems and challenges after I bought the house that I certainly hadn't anticipated and I wanted people to to be better prepared than I was. Yeah, I love that because even just before we started talking, you said that you do want to be honest and upfront about the stumbles that you had along the way. I think it's really important because when you read finance books, you get these... It's sort of like this robotic guide to money. Um, But money and human emotion are absolutely intertwined and and mistakes are you know always going to happen even to the experts you know no expert could have predicted the pandemic and therefore you know anyone who was telling someone to invest in xyz stock in december 2019 has has made an error in the respect that it's probably dropped in value um so you know obviously it goes up and down and and that's fine. But we, you can't predict world events. You can't predict what's going to happen in your life. And so you can you can do a calculated assessment of the situation, but you can't calculate whether you're going to lose your job or whether you're going to, you know, have a relationship breakdown or mm. those sorts of things are going to impact your financial situation as much as anything else. Mm. Uh, your book is essentially, the book title at least, was essentially inspired by an article written by Bernard Salt, who basically said millennials need to give up smashed avocado if we want to buy a house of our own. That was huge. I mean, I think I still remember when the article came out and there was just so many rebuttal articles um, that that followed on top of that. What are your thoughts on that article now? Well, you know, my, my thoughts on, on that article, you know, remain the same. I mm-hmm. think I think in, in many respects he did have a point and I have to give him credit for the fact that many young people are reckless with their spending but we are also facing the most extraordinary circumstances i mean millennials now i'm i'm almost 38 mm. so i'm not a child and gen gen z which is coming up behind me you know have even more difficult circumstances we didn't have affordable property we didn't get our university education for free we we've had to live through a global pandemic and you know it is we haven't seen the worst of it yet I don't think it is going to decimate the economy Mm -hmm. and I I'm genuinely concerned for my generation, the, the, the generations coming up behind me. We've we've really got some significant challenges on our hands. Yeah, it's it's so unsettling as well. It is unsettling. I I am quite you know open about the fact that I'm not perfect, and I, I do struggle emotionally, and I certainly struggle with some anxiety, and it's it's really hit hard this year. And you know, I didn't expect to be now almost 38, living living by myself, mm-hmm. trying 
trying to make ends meet as a freelancer. Mm. This is this was this this was not the goal. Mm. Um, but you know, you've just got to do what you've got to do. Mm, it's so true, Nicole. I just wanted to ask you quickly. It's a bit hard to answer with the circumstances what it was going on. But you know, for someone that is listening, that is in the lead up to thirty, and maybe they are starting from scratch as well, would you have any you know quick advice to give them aside from you have to go read Smashed Avocado, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely read the book. Look, I, I wrote that book when property prices were rising at, you know, this rate that didn't have an end in sight. I think there is a reason to be optimistic in the respect that, you know, we might see a bit of a reset in terms of what's happening in the market. Mm-hmm. But just as someone who is, you know, in their, you know, mid to late 20s thinking, you know, I'm I'm in unstable work or my career is not where I want it to be or my personal life's not where I want it to be, don't be hard on yourself because... <laughs> If if you if you're spending your days beating yourself up over not being where you want to be, that's not beneficial for you at all. Yeah. Um, and I think the best thing that you can possibly do is set set an achievable goal. So maybe you say, look, I want to save a thousand dollars by the end of the year. And you know, if if you've lost your job or you're in unstable work, that might not even be achievable. Something that is realistic, depending on your circumstances, but also do things that you love. So tap into what you're good at and where you find joy is really important as much as anything else. So, you know, my, my joy is found in writing and I'm fortunate that that brings me income as well. But, you know, I've also find myself doing mindful colouring in at the moment yeah. um, because of the pandemic, you know, reading a lot of books, being kind to yourself is as important as anything else. It seems like a good note to wrap up on, Nicole. Thank you so much for talking to us today. That's my pleasure. And, uh, you know, I I hope your listeners uh, have enjoyed the chat. Nicole Haddo, author of Smashed Avocado. Thank you to Nicole for your time on How to Turn 30. And thank you for being so honest and open about your journey into the property market as well and sharing those little moments of freaking out about turning 30. And thank you for being so honest and open about the journey that is 2020. I know that is super Super relatable to a lot of people at the moment. Please do yourself a favor and purchase Nicole's book, Smashed Avocado. There is a link to buy it in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please give it a rating or a review or take a screenshot of you listening and pop it up on Instagram. You can get me at Riley Rose Harper or How to Turn 30 podcast on Instagram. If you've got any feedback or if you'd like to share with me any anxieties or stresses you're feeling around turning 30, I'd love to know. I'd love to take some requests if you want me to cover anything on this season of How to Turn 30. I will drop another episode in your feed next week, so make sure you are subscribed. Have an awesome week.